are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about One Skin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're here with everyone's favorite guest. Your favorite guest. Everyone's favorite guest. (laughs) Hi, honey bun. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm I'm pumped about this episode. Are you? We're going to chat. Yeah, because we're going to talk. This is fun. I think we're going to talk today about tackling the holiday season sober. Mm -hmm. And I will say right off the top two things. Firstly, we did do a sober holiday episode last year. If you go back to my like early, it would probably be one of my first few episodes. We did a little sober holiday pep Mm -hmm. talk where we really kind of reflected on our first few like sober holiday seasons that we did. Um, So go listen to that one as well if you're in need of some um, of a sober holiday pep talk. But also before we hop into it, we'll say that if you do need some extra support over the holiday season, you can always join my sober support group, the Happiest Sober Hub. I'm adding some extra meetings over the holiday season. So would love to have you there. The link's always in my bio on Instagram and in the show notes of the episodes. But okay, hopping into it. Mom, I celebrated my first American Thanksgiving this weekend. I know. Which is why it feels like the perfect week for this episode today, because I just am coming off American Thanksgiving, and we're kicking off the holidays, and we're going to chat about doing it sober. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mom, what's your favorite thing about being sober for the holidays? Ah, well, I love the holiday season anyways, right? So probably my favorite thing about it is that I'm super present, right? Like I'm super present for 
all the magic and wonder that I find in the holiday season anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, which just, and you know what, when you're not hungover and you're not, you've got energy, you can feel, wake up feeling ready for whatever, you know, whatever things you kind of have to tackle to get ready for the season. I just think everything about it is so different, Mm -hmm. right? Like for me, like I appreciate feeling good. I appreciate taking it all in. I love everything about the season. And I guess, I guess too, right? Like depending on what your sort of traditions are, I don't know. You've just got so much more energy to to tackle it all. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think for me, I mean, I completely agree with all of that. And like, I, like I talked about extensively in the last holiday episode we did, my first two sober holiday seasons were really challenging for me for different reasons. Like the first one, I was brand new because my sober Mm -hmm. date's November. Um, So I was so fresh for my first Mm -hmm. sober Christmas and not even quite in it. Still kind of like, should I, maybe I'm going to drink. I don't know. Um, And then the second one was hard just because of like life stuff. But I feel like after that, like the past couple, same as you, like what's been so exciting for me has been to be able to actually appreciate like it sounds cheesy, but all the like magic of the holiday yeah, season. Yeah. Like you yeah. can really reconnect back <clears throat> to that because part of what made especially my first sober Christmas so hard was that I loved drinking with family. Like yeah. that was as I got older, that was what made me excited for holidays mm-hmm. was to drink with family and it became completely about the alcohol. Yeah. So with that removed at first, it was so hard. Like I was like missing that so much, but then it's like the realization like, okay, well, if I'm not getting the joy from the alcohol, I'm getting the joy from the actual holiday again and from the season. And I think that's when like, I always think with any sort of seasonal thing, doing it sober, especially at first, you can really lean into like, the wholesome, the wholesome aspect of it, like actually enjoying what made it fun in the first place before alcohol came along, like going Mm -hmm. on a drive and looking at the pretty Christmas lights or doing the, the like whatever holiday activities and like, yeah, the holiday baking and decorating and like being present for that and enjoying Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and like feeling the excitement for that again. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that at first it's an adjustment at first, it might just feel a little bit miserable because you're just missing alcohol and that has been your source of excitement for these things. But once you let yourself adjust your brain, everything, and you've adjusted to sobriety, it's exciting to be excited for what it actually is rather than excited to drink. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. And it is like, it is so hard. It's such a, a, you really have to learn a new way to be in the world again. Right. Yeah, that's such a yeah. good way of putting it. Yeah, you really, really, that's really. That's so do. true. Um, it's it's funny. I was just watching on the news this morning, and um, like just a local station here, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, they have a giveaway thing, and so when the person won the giveaway, they were asking them, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with the money? And they were like, oh, I'm going to take my wife out for. A really nice dinner. And the first response to that was, yeah, and get the most expensive bottle you mm. can, right? Yeah. And I, I, like, I just kind of smiled a little bit. I thought, 
Oh, every single thing. It's woven kind of into every single little thing we do, right? Yes. <clears throat> so true. it is, it's a challenge to take it out of yes. your life, to have it Huge out challenge. of your life. It's, and it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in such a celebratory season, right? Mm-hmm. So having that removed while everybody else is still continuing on, um, it is challenging, but I think it's like tapping into or making a conscious decision that you're going to focus on other aspects of the season where you can find some joy, right? Yeah. Even the smallest, tiniest little things like connect yourself to those little moments of joy whenever you can. Yeah. Because yeah. it is a, it's a big change. It's a, humongous Mm -hmm. massive change I think Mm -hmm. what you just said is so important mom because something that like I definitely noticed and that I've heard from so many other people in the sober community is that at first like you imagine a trigger being like something bad happens or you had a bad day and you're stressed and you want to have a drink and like while that can be true often the biggest trigger is feeling really happy Because you're used to like feeling happy or being in a celebration and then using alcohol to enhance that happiness. And like that was something I really found even like you get good news or you get like a job promotion or, you you know, like anything Mm. is just like, oh, my God, pop a bottle. You win something. Oh, order the most expensive (laughs) bottle. Right. How are we going to celebrate? Yeah. So I think that either way, I think if the holidays, you know, for a lot of people, the holidays are a really hard time as it is. Mm -hmm. So if the holidays are hard, that definitely can make, you know, tackling them sober difficult. But also if the holidays are a happy time, that can be equally difficult because you're used to being like, oh my God, that like, that's what you used to. Right. You believe that that enhances your good times is to drink. I definitely believe that. So yeah, yeah, I think it's like making space for like whether you're someone who loves the holidays and thinks it's a Mm -hmm. great time of year or whether you're someone who hates it and it's a miserable time of the year, both can Mm -hmm. present their own challenges because both of those, like the extremes of the emotions are something that make you reach for a drink, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Maddie, um, let's back up to things giving right yeah um your american thanksgiving <laughs> and um it's like give me your feedback that's kind of the kickoff to the holidays like how yeah. was it for you what did you what did you notice what was your experience give me some give me the scoop yeah so my first american thanksgiving and also celebrating with my boyfriend's family and you know what's so funny okay so a few things It was for sure one of those weekends where I was like at the end of it in my sober feels like Mm. super glad I'm sober. Such a nice weekend. Like the night before Thanksgiving, as you know, you sent me your chocolate pie recipe, (laughs) chocolate cream pie recipe, (laughs) and I'm not a chef, but it was fun attempting to help make it while like drinking, drinking seltzer. But what I really was reflecting on is like, If I was drinking, going Mm -hmm. into this Thanksgiving, particularly not with my own family, with a significant other's family, Mm -hmm. I would have been so anxious in advance about like, oh my God, like I want to have wine, but I don't want to get too drunk. Like it's Mm -hmm. trying to walk that impossible line. Yeah. 
of being able to drink without drinking to the point where I was going to either drink too much or be yeah. anxious about whether I drank too much. It, yeah. Impossible really ever for me to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So like I was thinking about how I would have been so anxious in advance of that. Right. And then how, while I was there, I would have been, I would have had that fixation happening. I would have been drinking wine and I would have been like, oh my God, have I had too much? But also, I can I have stop. another? Yeah. Like, am I on an okay level that I could keep drinking? Like, yeah. and you know what happened, mom? What? This hasn't happened in a long time, <laughs> but I had a dream. I had a dream. I woke up from a dream the next day mm-hmm. where I... I had been at a party in the dream. I'm trying to remember if it was Thanksgiving or just a party. I think it was maybe just a party. But I had been at a party and then it was the next day and I couldn't remember it. Like I could only remember a few conversations, but I remember talking to you the next day and you were like, oh yeah, like your aunt and uncle were there and like this and that. And I was like, oh my God, I don't remember seeing them there. Like, did I drink? Like <laughs> I had this bad dream about having a blackout. Yeah. But you know, what's so funny is that then I woke up and then obviously you do that like, oh my God, okay. It was just a dream. Yeah. But it gave me this very real sense of like, cause it was the night, it was, it was the night, the morning after I had just done Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and it really gave me this very real, like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I'm not waking up, not remembering last yeah, night. Nah. Like it's really easy to forget how that really feels. Yeah, And like, yeah. I talk about it a lot. So I'm always like connected to how that felt, but I am pretty distant from it now. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I felt it in that dream. And when I woke up, I was, I really was like laying in bed being like, oh my God, like putting myself in my shoes of how, what a mess I would have been in the morning if I had been drinking. And I was like, oh, like as much as I say, I'm so grateful to never feel that. Like I felt it on a different level because it's like when you dream something, it's like you're, you're living it for a minute. Right. right? So um, it was funny, the timing of that. And it really, really, really resonated, made me feel a whole other level of gratitude. So it's funny that that happened when it did because it I was like holy shit thank Good god timing. I'm not doing that anymore yeah. mm-hmm. it's funny you know the mental gymnastics eh like uh, when you were just talking about everything you would be going through thinking guessing can I have I had too much can I have another can I sneak one <laughs> it reminded me that, you know there's a few things that really stick out in my mind from my drinking days just mm-hmm. like just a couple that are well maybe more than a couple but whatever <laughs> really prominent, but I don't know if I've shared this one before or not. But I remember being at my girlfriend's brother's place. We were there for you know just an, an evening get together, and they were all freaking really like your classic social drinkers. Mm-hmm. And I remember drinking, and I don't know probably around eleven thirty at night, everybody wanted to switch to coffee. Yuck. and right and I was like in a panic yes yes in a panic because they were all switching to coffee and I did not want to switch to coffee but I didn't want to be the only person 
drinking. And so I remember like wandering like in and out of the kitchen, like kind of scoping. Is there any like wine bottles here? Can I Mm. take a quick little, is somebody going to come in and catch me? Like that Mm. panic. Yes. I don't want to quit and everybody else has quit. And how can I sneak one? And I think, oh my Lord, when I just listened to you talk about, you know, doing that balancing yeah. act in your mind, how it's much more so can I have? Stressful and exhausting. Yes. yes. Yeah. I do that. It's crazy. And you don't know it. Like you're, you're until you're out it. of it. it. Yes. Know, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, mom. Like that's mm-hmm. actually something that I talked about recently, like mm-hmm. in my group in a meeting is that mm-hmm. I say a lot like, oh my God, well, if you're around drinking, it ends up as much as it can be a challenge to be around drinking. It ends up also being a pretty good reminder. Yeah. Like when you see people get really drunk yeah, and you're watching it through sober eyes and they're wasted yeah. and then you're just like, oh my God, thank God that's not me anymore. Thank God I'm not going to be them in the morning. Yeah. But I think as much as being around people who are big drinkers can be a reminder, pe- being around people who are normal drinkers, quote unquote, can be a good reminder. Like I remember- oh, a good flashlight, right? Well, that's the thing. Like I remember <laughs> being, um, uh, I think I was a year, maybe a year and a half sober And Mm -hmm. I went out for my friend's birthday and literally we're sitting at this place, this like little patio outside and everyone got one round of one round of drinks. And I was feeling anxious for them. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, is this, or I was almost feeling anxious, (laughs) imagining like, oh my God, if I was here drinking, I would be like, hello, are we having another round? What's happening here? So it was like really bringing up all these feelings for me, watching them only have one drink. And so even though like seeing wasted, messy people can be like, that's a reminder. Noticing your own feelings while you watch normal drinkers can also yeah. be a reminder because it's just like of how much you, you that, yeah, of how much you weren't a normal drinker. Right. It's making you feel all that, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, not having that, those exhausting, mm-hmm. having to play that freaking game anymore. Mm-hmm. And then even just like the rest of the weekend was just so nice. Like waking up the next day, we got a ton of snow here, had like a little nice snow day in on a Friday, played card games, played guitar, like made food. Like it was just one of those weekends where I was like, I'm so glad that wine had nothing to do with this. Yeah. You know? that something, eh, Maddie? It's the best feeling. Yeah. Like the contrast. I think we talked about this the last time too, but I'm always so struck listening to you talk about how, you know, fun it is, how grateful you can feel, how much you appreciate wine wasn't a part of it when the beginning for everybody is always, it is. And it's always like, I was just hearing from a friend of a friend, they were telling me about someone who's contemplating quitting or really Mm -hmm. feels actually stuck in a corner. Like they don't have a choice and they have to quit. Yeah. And really struggling with the like, oh my God, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with my life? Like, mm. Oh, not I being feel able that to, for I them. Know, yes. right? Like not being able to imagine your life without alcohol. And then to be in this place where you can say like, oh my God, thank God. Thank God it wasn't a part of, of this, of this right? Yeah. Such a drastic 
reversal, eh? Or change of perspective, change of, right? Which you can't get unless you do it. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's why it's so Yeah. That's why it's so important Mm -hmm. to like have that be a part of the conversation as much as I'm Mm -hmm. being like, oh my God, I felt so grateful. I enjoyed like on Saturday night, we all played games. We were like crying, laughing, playing games. There were so many funny moments. Like it was just such a nice time. And like, I remember doing anything social sober, even like before I quit drinking, the idea of doing anything social sober, like we talked about this at length for my three-year episode, but it just felt so dull. So like, like, (laughs) you know, and like just to have it not even be a thought and to have it be quite the opposite of like, I'm so happy Mm -hmm. I get to enjoy this sober. Like I'm so happy I get to enjoy this sober, but it's so important to bring up like that took time. Like my Mm -hmm. first sober holiday season was miserable. I felt so left out. I felt so like I had nothing to look forward to. I was grieving alcohol when people around me started Mm -hmm. drinking I was like oh this time last year I was starting to drink with them and like it felt like you know it was just hard I spent a lot of my first one contemplating drinking and like not even being certain if I was going to or not right um and even the next one I felt very sorry for myself Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I felt I was having a little bit of a pity party, a little bit of a like, it's not fair. They get to drink. I don't get yes. to drink like yes. this sucks. Yeah. So like to just remember if you're listening to like, I think listening to someone talk like I just did about like, mm-hmm. I felt so good. I was so glad mm-hmm. to do like if you're in that place I was in before, that's freaking annoying to hear. Right. So it's right. important to remember that like. sometimes those that's the very necessary well it can be helpful to hear as well but like I think that that's the necessary to just remember that if you're in that miserable place though that is literally the process of getting yourself out of it is to just let yourself sit in those feelings and not drink through them yes exactly that that way you just have to you you're just gonna have to stick with with it and I think the nice thing about knowing that it changes is that it's going to pass. Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to be there forever. Right. Mm -hmm. It really, really, really will pass. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So if like doing this holiday season, if it's your first or your second or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. feels hard to just trust that like, A, it's okay if it does. You're not alone in that. 100%. And B, that it will change. Like that's why it's so funny for you, mom. Mm Mm-hmm to get to hear me talk like this because mm-hmm. you were there hearing me, yeah. you know, being obviously every second of it, yeah, venting to it's you not fair. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mm-hmm. think, Oh, that it's not fair. Like fair is such a deadly game we play, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of something being fair or unfair instead of it just is like, let's take the judgment of fair or unfair uh, off of it because I think that makes it even harder Right. Yeah. And yeah. And keeps you sort of in this place of really feeling like a victim. Right. It's not fair. Yeah. 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 Instead of this is just the way it is for now. And everything is fluid. Everything is constantly changing. It's not going to keep feeling like this, but really remove that judgment of fair and unfair. Yeah. It just is this in this moment. That's all. It's not right, wrong, good, bad, fair, unfair. It's it's just this. And it's going to change. Yeah, Yeah. I like that, mom. And what really Mm -hmm. 
freed me in that moment when I caught myself <laughs> playing the victim mm -hmm. and feeling sorry for myself was mm -hmm. that thought of like, and I shared this last year, but that thought of they get to drink and I don't yeah, was a real reminder. Like, this is a choice that I'm making. Like, this yeah, isn't something get that like, I, I get anyone gets to like, get yeah, to. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that was something I really had to catch was like, yeah. I could choose to drink anytime I want to. And I, I've chosen not to, even if I feel like I want to in this moment, even if mm -hmm. it feels hard, even if I'm missing it, mm -hmm. I still know that I want more for myself than to yeah. keep suffering. Yeah. Right. So yeah. just remembering, it's not that they get to, and I don't, it's that like, we're doing the brave, hard thing yeah. that's going to pay off so much for us yeah. Yeah. later on. Yeah. Even so, tomorrow morning, not even that right. much later that's on. Right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's really, I think, always coming back to the fact that it's a choice that you've made, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a choice you've made for yourself, mm -hmm. right? It's a choice that you've made so you get to really actually live the life that you want to live so that you mm -hmm. don't have to keep living on repeat this misery that mm -hmm. comes when you pick up a drink, right? And it is freaking misery or else you, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right. Like here happened because of misery. Right. Yeah. It's the misery that's pushed you to be listening to podcasts or reading books on sobriety or sober curious or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Whatever it is you're searching for now is because of the misery you feel when you're drinking. And yeah. you get to just end that. You yeah. get to end your own suffering. You really <sighs> do. And you're the only one who can. Right. Yeah. Oh, mom, that just gave me mm -hmm. all the freaking feels because it's so mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. It really helps me to the, the the frame of thinking of as myself, as my past selves mm -hmm. and my future self, I always mm -hmm. find very helpful in sobriety. Like I always think like if you can just remember in your hardest moments that your future self is looking back so thankful to you for staying sober. Yeah. Like I find yeah. that helpful, but I also find it helpful to think of the past version of me and to think of like the past version of me waking up in a state of absolute suffering and yeah. feeling like, oh my God, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep feeling that way. But like also not being able to imagine a way out. I always think yeah. like I'm doing it for that version of me. Yeah. Like in, in yeah. honor of that version of me, I'm doing that. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. I find a really comforting thought yeah. and it's helpful for when you're doubting it to just remember like that version of you who was going through it, mm -hmm. wanted to be here. Otherwise mm -hmm. you wouldn't be here. Right, right. Like right, if alcohol right. wasn't just destroying you inside. Yeah, right. You yeah. wouldn't be here. So just keep doing it in honor of that version of you. You can't, yeah. you can't trust how you're looking back on it when you miss it. You can trust how you felt when you woke up on your last day one and didn't want to be feeling yeah. that way anymore. Yeah, exactly. So good. So true. Right. That's what that's that's what I think is always so powerful is, you know, remember when. But, yes. Yeah. And so that's powerful. a really good um, holiday tip. Yeah. For doing the holiday season is because when you're having a hard time or you're missing it mm -hmm. or you're feeling left out, it's probably because you're romanticizing. And yeah. I'm sure most of us have specifically drinking memories surrounding the holidays like mm -hmm. for me the one of my worst holiday seasons right before oh my last my last holiday season I ever drank for actually 
Um, I, you know, I've said this mm-hmm. on this podcast multiple times, but I blacked out at my work Christmas party, which was the yeah. w- one of the worst experiences of my life the next day. Blacked out at my work Christmas party. And then that same year, I also, we had a big family Christmas party mm-hmm. and I, I like <clears throat> went upstairs and passed out. Didn't say bye yeah. to anyone. Got so drunk. I just passed out. Did an Irish exit at our own house. Was mm-hmm. mortified the next day. So it's like remembering <laughs> like if you're struggling specifically with the holiday season, take a walk down memory lane, write down some of your bad drinking memories during the holidays because it's just like, oh my God, you don't want to go back there. You don't want to feel that way again. You don't want to do those things again. Yeah. Right. I think too, I just thought of, I just remembered this, um, you know, because one of the harder things that I did after I got sober, kind of my, the next hard thing I did had to do with, um, a relationship. And, um, and so a lot of the same principles from that, you know, apply to, to drinking. Right. And I remember hearing, um, I remember hearing this, which I love so much. And I think it's such a great, uh, just a great tool to use when you're sort of making, those hard decisions. It's Mm -hmm. like um, recognizing like the difference between a love choice and a fear choice. And right. And so whenever we are doing something that, you know, doesn't serve us or isn't in our highest interest, right. It's like a choice we're making out of fear. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, every time we pick up a drink, doing something we know is not good for us. It's still like a, a fear choice because we're right. afraid of doing this thing. We're mm. afraid of of not mm-hmm. picking it up, right? That mm-hmm. feeling of what am I going to do with my life, right? It feels that sort of unknown piece of it feels so scary. It feels scary to let go of this crutch. But I remember hearing this story retold about um, someone, and I think the setting was a workshop. And there was a bunch of people that were getting together after for um, dinner and drinks. Mm -hmm. And um, they asked this person if they wanted to join. And the person's response, you know, took a minute. And then their response was, well, you know what? Um, My fear choice would be to say yes. I'll come mm. because I'd be afraid. What am What am I going to miss out on? Everybody's going to bond. I'm not going to get to. Um, but my love choice is to know that I'm drained after mm. a day with people in this workshop. And what I really need for myself is to go back to my room, recharge, do whatever their little ritual is. Mm. So I am... I'm going to have to make a love choice and right. And so this person who had asked the question, like, do you want to come and then got this story was like floored, like, Mm. Oh my God, like that's the place we need to operate from. We need to be making love choices. Like what's the thing, even if it's hard, even if if it feels kind of scary in the moment, start breaking it down. Is this a fear choice or a love choice? And we always have to follow love, right? That's the thing that's going to lead us to our biggest, most joyful life, right? Mm. Make a love choice for yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I 
love, love that, that mom. That just mm-hmm. gave, that just gave me chills. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what a what I mean, I just love that in terms of everyday decision making. I think so many people, mm-hmm. myself included, make decisions based on wanting to please other people, yeah, not wanting to fear. be left out, yeah. not like all yeah. those things that are fear and yeah. being like, what would the love choice be? But what mm-hmm. a great thing to apply to sobriety. Like every yeah. time you don't drink, even if it feels miserable not to, that's mm-hmm. still a love choice. It's a love choice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for yourself. Choosing you, right? I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a good way to kind of approach the holidays. Decide you're yeah. going to make love choices for yourself. Yeah. Oh, how good! And I think too, like now, if we want to just speak to, because I just think that's so perfect. I almost just want to end it right there because I <laughs> love that. But like, yeah, speaking to kind of like at top, top tips for tackling this holiday season sober, I think Mm -hmm. filling up your schedule with things that bring you joy, whether Mm -hmm. that's like staying in one night and baking, whether that's, I think also doing things that specifically are like a little celebration of being sober. Like one of my great joys of sobriety is being able to drive whenever I want. Yeah, I love being able to drive. So like going, if you're feeling tempted to drink, like go on a drive and look at pretty Christmas lights. Yeah, That's something you could not do if you were drinking. Right. Right. Yes. Like just really yeah. lean into. And obviously we're, we're speaking about Christmas because that's what we celebrate. But no matter what holiday you celebrate, holiday, if any this season, like yeah. leaning into like what the things are, what are the things that before you ever drank used to make Mm -hmm. the holidays feel magical and exciting and happy and like try to reconnect back to those. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, if there isn't anything that, you know, if you have a negative association Mm -hmm. with the holiday time, if they weren't happy times when you were a kid, it's like, you get to write a new story now. Oh, so, yes. Right? Like, what are the associations you want to create and make for yourself now? It doesn't mm. have to be something that comes from way back when. It can be something you decide you're going you're gonna to give to yourself now. You're going to create for yourself now. You can create any kind of tradition around this time of year that's going to feel good for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Start implementing it. Start generating things that are going to give you joy, right? That's Mm -hmm. our job. Anyways, that's our responsibility. Yeah. Our responsibility is to connect, find things that give us joy. And I think sometimes we keep thinking, you know, it's something that somebody else does for us, gives to Mm -hmm. us, that joy is out there somehow, right? And um, it's, it's not. It's actually something... It's an inside job. So yeah, you do it for you Yeah, instead of waiting for someone or something to spark that in you. You do it. <clears throat> oh, I mm-hmm. love that. And mm-hmm. I really like what you said too, mom, about if the holidays historically haven't been a happy time for yeah. you, that you get to write your own traditions now. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was chatting with a sober friend who finds Thanksgiving a hard time yeah. and they said, I'm... Thanksgiving is hard for me. So I'm just trying to think of today as just another day. 
And I really like that too. Like if, if the holidays feel stressful to just, cause it really is like we, we all attach meaning to it, but it really genuinely is just another day. So if that's something that makes it feel easier to survive, to just take all the meaning out of it and be like, I'm just gonna, today's just another day. And I don't even have to attach that meaning to it. I think that can be a pretty helpful reframe as well. Me too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, you get to decide what it is. What do you want it to be? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Start it's there. just, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just remembering that like, no matter how hard it feels to not drink, maybe because you don't love the holidays yeah. or how hard it feels to not drink because you do love the holidays that yeah. like, you will never, ever, 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 ever regret not drinking. Even if yeah. it feels miserable not to drink, you're not going to regret it. I look back, like I had a hard first two sober holiday seasons mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. regret not. I'm so grateful I didn't drink through them. Right. I'm glad that I remember them, even though they weren't the happiest I've ever had. Right. Because right. guess right. what? They got me through to the third. That was one of the happiest I've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Because right? of being sober. Right. Like, yeah. It's like having to remember. I love that little quote. Like you've already survived 100% of your worst mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that good to know? Yeah. Your track yeah, record so, is a hundred percent. I know. So yeah. if, you're, if you're struggling, it's all right. You'll survive it. Mm-hmm. Right? You'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And just like also, you know, the same tips apply for for anything else that we've probably already said on this podcast, mm-hmm. but like playing the tape forward. Mm-hmm canceling plans you don't want to go to leaving early if you want to leave early getting your alcohol free drinks for yourself like all the tools that you'd use any other time of the year absolutely absolutely apply and you might just need to use them more at this time of year you might just need to be a lot more intentional going into this season like be a lot more intentional about kind of your sober toolbox and about your why and about staying very connected to it and your why your why as the holiday season like your why specifically in regards to the holiday season Mm -hmm. right like even I think sometimes smaller goals and more specific can be helpful so like rather than just like I want to be sober because like I want to be sober for the holidays because I don't want to like leave my family gathering full of shame, wondering what the hell I said to that relative. Like, I don't want to not remember Christmas or New Year's or whatever. I want to start off a new year feeling clear Mm -hmm. and good and proud Mm -hmm. of myself and with all my memories of the season. Like there's so many reasons to be sober specifically that for this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Monday. And I like to, like when you said about being deliberate and sort of making it more intentional, I think a really great exercise to do is to think just even uh, like, you know, micro, like bring it down to just sort of the day to day. Mm-hmm. It's like, decide, wake up and decide, how do I want to feel today? Yes. Like pick a and word. And tomorrow, because tomorrow can be a helpful one for staying sober when you want to yeah. drink too. Yeah. How do I feel in the morning? Yeah. But I think too, like just, yeah, you can do the, how do I want to feel tomorrow morning? And I, I think like even find a word that can be your little mantra for the day. Mm. Like today I want ease or yeah. today I want peace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Peace is a big one for sobriety. Yeah. That's what right? I think about a lot. Like there's yeah. so much peace in sobriety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do I want to feel? So what do I have to do to generate that feeling? Yeah. Right. Like, how do I have to think? And what do I have to do? Like, 
that's kind of key. Like, what are some thoughts? What can I be thinking about that's going to help generate the feeling of peace, right? Mm. Like, instead of, oh, this is so unfair. And why don't I get to drink? You can see how those thoughts, what is, how does that make you feel? Right. Yeah. Angry, stressed, resentful, like you want to drink. Right. Versus um, I'm going to get through this. I'm creating Mm. something new. Yeah. Do hard things. Yeah. It's like those things can coexist. This can be hard. I can still do it. I can still get through it. Yeah. 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 Um, Which just will generate a completely different way of feeling. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really it's like a small, tiny thing you can do, you know, every day is think I'm just going to be really intentional about how I want to feel today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So good. Mm. I think this mm. is my favorite episode we've done in a while, mom. I loved this conversation. Oh, good. Well, I love every conversation. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any last thoughts or advice or tips for anyone heading into the holiday season sober? Uh, I think something that's helpful to do is to just keep your expectations low because we all have this expectation that the holiday should be so happy. Like, you know, we all have the Mm. Christmas card version of what we think it's supposed to look like, be like, right? Yeah. Thank you. That's (laughs) 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 right. And I think if you can just sort of keep your expectations like, low like it's just going to be whatever it is whether it's Mm going to feel hard whether it's going to feel easy whether it's a bit of both like Mm. zero expectations let it be what it's going to be and just take take it one day at a time yeah take each day as it comes yeah yeah I think I would just go into it with that yeah I I like that mom Mm because I think we tend to put so much pressure on yeah. on certain times of the year on ourselves mm-hmm. on how we're supposed to feel like I know that's a big yeah. one for me is something I always struggle with is like beating myself up for mm-hmm. like ha- having a hard time or you know whatever and yeah. I think that can be a trap is like if the holidays are hard but we also believe they should not be hard they should be happy right. that makes happiest yeah yeah right? that like yeah. adds such an extra layer onto the yeah. fact that they're already hard is like yeah. then you make then you're like feel bad about the fact that it feels bad or that it feels right. hard so just right. yeah just like letting Old letting cycle. it be whatever it is whatever it's gonna be and it's perfectly yeah. okay that's, yeah I love that's what that. I would say mm-hmm. oh this was so good mom I'm so glad we had this conversation yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm so happy you're coming home soon. <laughs> Week and a half. <laughs> uh, hey, happy to have you back on this side of the border. All to myself. The border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll have nice. lots of and holiday nice. festivities. Yeah. Follow along. Follow along on the gram. Yep. on instagram stories in a mm-hmm. week and a half and we'll do lots of fun christmas things on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much mom thanks for coming yeah, on man. for sure always and thank you everyone for listening again if you need more holiday support you can join the happiest sober hub anytime 
Um, and also just a little reminder that my sober trip to Croatia is still available to book. Oh my God, I'm so freaking excited for that one. It's in May, would love to have you. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media. If you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be so, so, so amazing. And new episodes come out every Tuesday. So we'll chat with you next week. Follow me on Instagram at happiest sober. In the meantime, hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Remember life's happiest when you're sober. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you, honey. Bye. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.